0: everyone welcome back to the i should totally be dead right now podcast where we tell true stories of survivors of true crime natural disasters and everything else in between how's it going michelle
1: uh caitlin it yeah? is thanksgiving in like three days
0: it is what
1: the actual f is going this on this year
0: has gone by so fast my gosh ah! like every year i think
1: i'm gonna be so prepared this is gonna be the year i'm gonna get all decorated blah 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 none of that shit has happened
0: that's fair it doesn't really matter because christmas is you know it's the main event anyway yeah yeah it is the
1: main event (laughs) stupid giving of thanks i don't need that noise
0: yeah thankful for what i'm just kidding yeah presents at christmas (laughs) no
1: (laughs) I don't mean that. Uh, I'm very thankful for so many wonderful things in my life. Right? Absolutely.
0: Me too, of course.
1: <sighs> well, we wait... make a
0: cheesy turkey. <laughs> oh, I don't have to do that, but... Whatever, you suck. Yeah. Well, you're the chef.
1: You get to just roll in and eat. Is that how that goes?
0: Pretty much, yeah.
1: <gasps> if only.
0: <laughs> if only, right? Yeah. Poor yeah. thing. You have to host. You have to do the whole shebang. I do...
1: Uh... Enjoy eating all the food and all the leftovers and everything. So it's fine. And I love wow. having people over and we're gonna make that apple cider Moscow mule. Yeah. So we're super excited about that. So it's gonna be great.
0: Yay! Well I'm happy to hear that. Ah, it's so good. Speaking of Thanksgiving, we have a drink this week. Oh, it's and so I, pretty too. It is so pretty. I love it. Uh I have to think of a name. I still haven't. Nick was like, you should name it turkey blood. And I'm like, I, I'm not going to name it that. Uh, sparkling turkey blood. It's done. It's yeah, thank you, Thank you, Nicholas. Yeah. Sparkling turkey blood. You know, we'll workshop. You know, we'll.
1: <laughs> By the time the picture comes out, we'll have yeah. figured out a name.
0: Yes. Yes. So stay tuned to see what we come up with. Uh, but this is what it is. It is, it's kind of a niche thing to get, but it's, uh, one part sparkling pomegranate lemonade, one part cranberry juice, two parts champagne, and then just a little squeeze of fresh lime juice. And that's it. That's, it's mm. delicious. I bet you could use some of that
1: palm wonderful and a mm. little bit of lemonade to and make your own pomegranate lemonade. Mm.
0: You know, yeah. again,
1: probably once you're making a big punch, just Dump. juice, juice, yeah. pomegranate yeah. juice. Couple things of, you know, champagne done. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, this one was really, I don't, that's why I did the parts because I just kind of like equal, equal champagne and then tasted it and like added whatever I wanted yeah. um for taste. But it tastes really good. I was surprised about the pomegranate and cranberry juice, but they work really well together. So mm. yummy. Yum, so, yum.
1: Well, I didn't have my pomegranate lemonade, so I'm drinking a red beer much sheer chagrin. I don't That's, think it's your favorite.
0: No, I hate beer and especially red beer. Ugh.
1: Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> I put a little pico de gallo seasoning on it, which is like spicy, chili, yeah. salty. Oh my God. I'm in heaven.
0: It looks like you're drinking soup because you're drinking it out of a, like a plastic container. It's not even a glass. <laughs> it's a full on like curry can... container.
1: It's true. It is. It's literally like a to-go container for like Thai food or soup or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh I couldn't find a glass and I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just gonna put two in here. So I'm set for a little while. Ohio has changed you, Michelle. <laughs>
0: shit is this michelle i know
1: i thought i'd kind of gone a little backwards moving to oregon like (laughs) from california i was super snobby making that Mm. move and then like you got to make this move with no snob at all no snob at all you got to leave that behind
0: (laughs) oh that's too funny
1: just kidding i'm still snobby come on just you wouldn't know it by how i dress act or eat or drink so whatever (laughs)
0: Well, All right on
1: to stories
0: <laughs> on a story talk about
1: i'm turning into a i don't even want to say what but yeah let's let's move on
0: <laughs> uh okay, so this story is about charlotte seams, okay, and this is in nineteen eighty six
1: ooh okay, rock in the eighties
0: yes, and I actually was like yeah. I, I wouldn't know, but um, yeah, you were yeah, yeah. more. <laughs> what was it? Oh, so this story is actually from her website. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. Do-do-do-do. I don't have a location. She doesn't say where she's located, which is fair. You know, you don't have to give everything away. But Indeed. so it is the week of Thanksgiving in 1986. Oh, okay. Yes. And she has four children,
1: mm.
0: all under the age of four.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: So two daughters, one's 22 months, one's three, and the the son is four, and the six-month-old is also a boy. Okay. So two boys, two girls. We have 22 months, three, four, and six months. Got it?
1: Gosh. That's a handful. Yeah. I was thinking she was probably going to be making a big elaborate Thanksgiving dinner. No, she's probably not (laughs) making that at all. (laughs) I can't think of an alternative but whatever
0: (laughs) well so they lived in a small white frame house her husband he went to college and worked full-time so he's doing kind of double duty Mm. and her days are spent changing diapers doing laundry and reading out loud you know to the children and she was happy everything's great everything's amazing
1: we love it we tired a lot i
0: would imagine oh absolutely (laughs) absolutely And so Thanksgiving is approaching, and the weather had turned a bit cold, okay? Okay. So a couple days before Thanksgiving, the kids and her came down with the flu. Oh. One by one. It started out with mild nausea, and then as the hours passed, it became more severe, and then it came with a splitting headache. Mm. The husband was you know he was out and about attending classes and working but by Thanksgiving Eve, so the day before Thanksgiving, he had to succumb to the illness. So oh, he did not no. he got it as well.
1: That was like our last Christmas. Yeah. Every single one of us got sick. And oh, like no. no one really even hardly enjoyed Christmas. It
0: was the worst. We were all sick. <sighs> that sucks so bad. Yeah I feel bad for you. Oh. Well he was at the beginning stages of feeling sick. So He was still the most well-won out of everyone. Okay. But one by one, friends and family began to show up at their front porch. Some have heard they were sick, so they brought food, and they just wanted to check in on them. Mm. Some people brought gifts, and it was just really nice. But since they didn't want to you know, catch their sickness, they stayed outside while they stayed inside, which is fair, you know? Yeah. But the family was like, there's so many people coming to check on them. They're like, we just want to lay down we just need to rest <laughs> yeah. it was an it was around 26 people came 26 what? visits yes
1: yeah i would have been done i would have been like i love you guys to death but get the yeah. fuck out like Seriously. you're done
0: well oh. the last visitor last visitor left around 10 30 p.m
1: how I'm can like, oh. they even yeah i am such a bitch like ask cassie and paul when they come over <laughs> for dinner as soon as dinner's over it's time for you to go. It's like, get to step in, get in your car and get out of here so I can get in my PJs and potentially go to bed, even though it's eight o'clock at night. Uh, No, I, I agree. And you roll into the night and it's just like, Michelle just slowly shuts down. (laughs) Actually, it's not even slowly. And now I just get made fun of. It's like, (laughs) oh, well, it's, you know, we just finished our last bite. We better go. Michelle's (laughs) going to kick us out. Like when the yeah. sun
0: sets, it's, it's time to be home.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> All right. So I have a lot of compassion right. for Charlotte and family.
0: Yes. I mean, especially if you're super sick like that, you know, especially oh, for yeah, little ones sick.
1: I don't even want to like, even look at my phone or text people, let alone yeah. have a face to face visit through the door with them. Yeah like leave your shit on the porch and go thank you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, they didn't sleep well, of course, that night,
1: especially yeah. with
0: everyone sick. Thanksgiving morning dawned on and but there was no there was no turkey in the oven. There was mm. no one getting up early. It was just, just uh... a nightmare. Yeah. Everyone had reached the point to they were complaining about the headache, they were getting sick. I mean, they Almost to the point of passing out. Like they were just exhausted. The baby would rock on his hands and knees, she says, and then collapse and just would sleep. Oh my gosh, that's heartbreaking. Absolutely. Oh, and she said that she was so bad that she felt an odd detachment, and she remember thinking that she was so sick that if one of the children died, she wouldn't care. Like she. Oh my gosh,
1: she she felt so shitty.
0: Absolutely. Yeah feeling yeah.
1: really bad
0: <laughs> trying to take care of you know her husband herself four little ones I think she was just at her ends meet which is fair which is fair
1: yeah oh.
0: but by mid-morning she couldn't take it anymore and they called the family doctor he told them that the flu was going around and it was Thanksgiving so they can call him back tomorrow <laughs> so yeah thanks uh a little while later she just called again and told him that they could not stand the headache anymore. The babies were just crying. And he reluctantly is like, Okay, I'll meet you at my office. Like, sure. Mm. Fine, fine. I'll so step they... away
1: from my family. Thank you.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> so they staggered around, loaded up the kids, and they actually took bowls just in case they were throwing up in the car. Oh my God. I know.
1: I am just I can imagine the big yellow Tupperware bowl of my childhood. <laughs> yes <laughs> Oh god.
0: Yeah. It was always like a yeah, pot or pan or the popcorn or the popcorn bowl.
1: It was always oh yeah. But with a little popcorn out of it.
0: I know with a little bit of water at the bottom so it wouldn't stick, you know.
1: Oh that's smart. Oh yeah. well, your parents yeah. were a little ahead of the game I see. They,
0: they knew we were sick all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've been thrown up on more times than I care to talk about.
0: (laughs) Uh, So they get to the doctor's office, and their doctor took one look at them and sent them directly to the hospital.
1: Emergency room right now. Oh, dear.
0: So at the ER, Charlotte is the only one that went inside, and then she left the husband with the kids in the car just in case they were super contagious. They weren't sure, you know? Yeah, yeah. So she walks inside and they get her in and they do tests and her blood gas levels found carbon monoxide level of 200 times the normal amount. So they weren't even like, it wasn't the flu at all. It was not the flu. Oh my God. This
1: is so carbon monoxide scares me so bad. I know
0: me too. Oh my God. So the hospital staff went into action seeing that number they yelled are babies in the car and they went out and got everyone inside with oxygen within minutes oh how and do you so, even
1: get carbon monoxide out of your system I thought it like stayed know. in there forever
0: oh I don't know that's a good question I should look that up actually yeah well you might
1: need to look it up let me see
0: administer 100% oxygen until the patient is symptom-free usually about four to five hours it says
1: okay well that's not I thought that should stay in your system forever
0: or something Jeez, oh my gosh I know that's (laughs) very yeah that's something to be thankful for Michelle you know (laughs) (laughs) but okay so they got everyone with oxygen as Google says four to five hours you know Mm. so Their pastor and a friend went to their house to get some things for them while they're in the hospital. And they said when they went into the house, it was a very eerie feeling, like something was not right, which is Mm. true.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Their friend who worked at the local gas company went into the house with a carbon monoxide detector. And right when he walked into the door, it turned black. So the gas company later told them that they would have not made it through a second night.
1: Oh my God. Thank God they went to the doctor.
0: Well, also the thing that saved them the first night was all the times they opened that front door talking oh to people God. 26 times. I would have been dead if I had kicked him out. Right, Michelle? Oh. So
1: what a bitch. I totally am <laughs> even more. Oh
0: my God. So it was just it was a miracle, honestly, yeah. that all those people came. They had the door open, so they were getting fresh air twenty-six times at least throughout the <laughs> evening. And that's how they survived that whole night.
1: You let me rant and rave for like ten minutes about how I hate business.
0: <laughs> oh, it's just the best, Michelle. You just oh, You crack me up. Uh, I love your rants and raves. I can't oh, stop it. God,
1: especially when they're soon to be like completely
0: Surprise! Irrelevant. Ah, you're an asshole.
1: <laughs> oh
0: my god, oh, that's good
1: times. That's good, good times.
0: So they even talked to several of the visitors later, and they couldn't explain why they came. It just one of them was uh her husband's brother, and he was getting married in a few days, so he had a good reason to like to avoid the exposure of the flu. Yet he came and brought food and stood on the porch in the cold because he felt compelled to. So oh. I don't know. I don't Indeed.
1: Know maybe some other forces at work
0: a few days earlier before they got sick, they had an old floor furnace that had been replaced. So with the old furnace, they had to turn the heater off and they had to turn it off and on by hand, according to the temperature of the house. Hmm. So at least they had a working thermostat um, so they can keep it comfortable, but a furnace exhaust pipe had been completely clogged by a squirrel's nest and turning oh. the old furnace off regularly let enough fresh air in to prevent harm. The consistent running of the new furnace allowed the levels of lethal gas to build up. If that makes sense.
1: Yes. Oh, gosh. Because, of course, it was colder. And... Right. Oh. Yes. oh, my goodness. I know. Thank goodness, it's they ridiculous.
0: made it. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. So... Every Thanksgiving, they recall that milestone holiday and overwhelmed with gratitude that their lives were spared. Oh, Her man. husband went on to become a pastor, and the four little ones grew up, and one became a teacher and mother. The other, a photographer and manager of a busy bike shop in a college town. Another oh. one, a photographer, musician, and mother. And the fourth one, an investigator in the state attorney general's office. Wow. But they were then joined by eight younger siblings who also impact the world in a great way. So they, they had 12 would. kids. Wow, that's many. Yeah, that's that's a lot of kids. Yeah.
1: I thought four was overwhelming.
0: Four, I right? I would be <laughs> I'd be done with four for sure, but nope, they went on and they had twelve hey, kids. They had
1: new like appreciation for life. Right, yes, absolutely, they and if they, it to
0: the fullest. I mean, if they could deal four kids with carbon monoxide poisoning, ah yeah, eh, what's a few more, you know? <laughs> so, but oh, uh she man. likes to repost that story every year around the same time, just to yeah tell people oh. their amazing survival story, and oh, that's just well, so lucky. I'm... It's just so lucky.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> freaking it's squirrels too. Now Michelle, it was great. Uh, you
1: ate your dinner, and then I'm gonna slam the door in your face and not get fresh air at all.
0: Yeah, bye-bye. What's happen to me? My God, no Kill one's me. gonna come to visit you, Michelle. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> well, it would. doesn't
1: surprise me. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> oh, Lord. oh goodness.
1: Well, should we just like jump right in? Yeah. So I found yet another kind of cool old survival, like Reader's Digest survival book. Oh, nice. And so this one's a little bit different. It's got a lot of war stories and stories of the Antarctic and a lot of, I guess, less survival, just amazing things that humans have done. Oh. And so the story I found is actually quite a famous story, but it's been a little while since I've really, you know, kind of known too much about it anymore. So it's kind of fun to get another perspective on it. So here we go. So today it's not Thanksgiving story, but I just went for it anyway. For sure. This is the story of the successful failure of Apollo 13. So do you know anything yeah.
0: about Apollo 13? I know the gist. I never gist. Uh, actually watched the movie. So, I mean. Look, it's got Tom Hanks in it. Okay, great. I hear it's boring. Oh, so it's,
1: it's so good. It's so good. Is I used it? to have it on VHS. So okay. <laughs> probably. Okay. And I used to watch it quite a bit.
0: We were going to watch it in history class, but it was either Apollo 13 or Schindler's List. And we watched Schindler's List. though.
1: So. Oh, you should have watched them both. Oh. I had to go see Schindler's List in the theater.
0: Oh, dang. When I
1: was in school. So, oh, there you go. That's anyway. Okay. <laughs> Back to Apollo 13. Hopefully, I get all the names and everything right, but we're just mm-hmm. going to jump right in. Okay. So, the success of Apollo 11 and Apollo 12 really had NASA kind of. I don't, I don't want to say cocky, but Confident. like almost going to the moon was like no big deal anymore. Like, sure. sure. Okay. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're going again. Fine. Okay. Let's go. So up they send Jim Lowell, Fred Hayes and Jack Swigert up. And so it's a three man operation headed to the moon and everything was kind of going pretty well. But then two days, seven hours and 54 minutes into the flight of the moon and approximately 200,000 miles away from Earth, Jack, the pilot of the command module, was asked by Mission Control in Houston to do a routine stir of their oxygen tanks. Hmm. And so they have of their oxygen and hydrogen tanks. So they're super cold fluids and it's the ship's only source of oxygen. And so what they need to do is they need to sort of, I don't know, they can go, they do, they call it a cryo stir. I don't, so essentially they just sort of shift the tanks around to kind of make sure that the fluid is still moving and hasn't like frozen solid. That was kind of the impression that I got. So all these like... Rocket Technical scientists terms. out there are like yeah. oh, girl, <laughs> pull your shit together. You don't know shit. Anyway. Okay. So he does this cryoster. So he's shifting the oxygen tanks around. And 16 seconds later, one of the two oxygen tanks explodes. And oh. so, of course, they're 200,000 miles away from Earth. And the blast has critically damaged the other oxygen tank and has slammed shut the valves on the hydrogen tanks so they this is it's not good this is a terrible explosion so it took more than an hour for the ground controllers in houston and the three astronauts up in space to realize the severity of what had happened no one really fully understood you know i don't they probably didn't really hear any explosions because i don't think you can really hear that in space i don't know but no one really knew about it but at this point apollo 13 is a dead ship it's Mm. it's losing all of its oxygen supplies and all of its power so they're in not a good place no so now all these like Warning lights are going off all over the place. And it's like the astronauts are like, What the hell is going on? In one minute, all their fuel cells are full. And the next second, all the fuel cells are empty. And then the next minute, they're full again. You know, so it's like all of their controls and all of their measuring devices had gone completely wonky. And so Houston is like, "Mm, I think it's just bad equipment measuring equipment we don't know what's going on but they sort of had this other alarming event happen oh just a few minutes later the astronauts they heard this loud dull bang just moments before all the warning lights lit up on their control panel and 13 minutes after the explosion Jim looks out the window and he's like It looks like something is venting out into space. And so he just sees all this stuff, like just being expelled out into space. And they realize that's gas of some sort. And then they realize, holy shit, that's our oxygen. Oh my gosh. Out into space. So at that point, they realize that they're not making it to the moon they are going to be lucky to even make it back to Earth at this point. So they go into completely, we got to figure this situation out. And so this is kind of the cool part in the movie, you know, because it's Houston helping these three astronauts in this impossible situation. And it's just really quite incredible.
0: Is that the famous, like, Houston, we got a problem? (laughs) Yes, I think so.
1: I think that is where it came from. I could be totally wrong, but I am I do think that is. Because they had a big old fat problem.
0: Right. right. And that sounds like it.
1: The Apollo thirteen consists of three main components. Mm. There is the command module or CM, which is where the three astronauts traveled to and from, you know, Earth and back. So mm. that's kind of the main transport area. And then there's the service module, which powers the command module, and it contains the engine, and that is the ship that sort of orbits around the moon. Oh, I guess, and it's also supposed to bring him back to Earth. So, sorry, it's not the command module. The command module takes him out to space, and the service module brings him back to Earth. Gotcha. So, And then the third piece is the lunar module. And that is meant for the exploration down to the moon. So it's only meant for two people because one person was supposed to stay up in the command module while two people went down to the moon, walked around a bit, and then headed back up to the command module.
0: I see. Okay.
1: The lunar module, like I said, is only meant for two people. But it actually ended up becoming their life raft, in essence. Okay. Because the other command module and service module took up too much power. And Mm. so they had to shut all of that down and then essentially go live in the lunar module for a while. Oh, gosh. And use, all... Yeah, it's like a... It's a nightmare. So the service module is totally damaged. Damaged beyond repair. The command module, which was named the Odyssey was quickly becoming inoperable. So all they have left is the lunar module called the Aquarius, and that's where they ended up rolling into. Gotcha. So 90 minutes after the explosion, Houston radios were starting to think about the lunar module lifeboat, and they're trying to, we need you guys all to get in there, and we need you to shut down the different modules. So I'm sorry if this is kind of confusing, but we're making our way through it. No, we got it. We got it. So the the command module only has like 15 minutes of power left. Oh, no. The lunar module takes two hours to even power up. Oh, no. (laughs) So even just this little bit is going to be a tough situation. So they compress the entire startup operation that normally takes two hours yeah. into 15 minutes Ooh. so they just like were jamming that thing on i guess it was more than just like a series of switches you know right. like you see in the movies and things it was like a whole thing and they also had to transfer all the navigational data to the lunar module so they could make their way back to earth
0: my gosh <laughs> it's just like oh.
1: Again, it's meant for two people to be supported for forty-eight hours, but now they're going to have to sustain for three people for over a hundred hours.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> so no,
1: and it's speeding away from Earth. It's still right. headed towards the moon. Oh, so no. they've got to figure out a way to change their trajectory and live in this stupid lunar module for way longer than it was ever intended.
0: That's too much.
1: It is too much. So as I said, they're trying to not become a permanent orbit around the Earth and the Moon. So the biggest concern is about the command module, because they need it to get back to Earth. It's got all the heat proof stuff on it. Oh, all nothing else has that sort of you know all the tiles and stuff around it to make the high temperatures you know they're able to withstand that so they got to kind of figure out how to power it down and then also how to power it back up in like three days oh my gosh so it's just essentially a freaking nightmare yeah so our cruise has moved into the lunar module as i said and now they need to worry about water Not so much that they're not going to have water to drink. They will have water to drink and they're going to have to ration it. But all the electronics overheat very easily. And so they use water to cool all that down. And so they're worried about all the electronics, you know, just getting too hot and shorting out and just being an even bigger problem. And they also know that they need to do sort of a controlled burn. Mm-hmm. to get them on the right track back to earth. And okay. so Houston has done all these different calculations and things. And so they know that they're going to need that command module to burn, to sort of hit the gas for 35 seconds. And then they okay. got to turn everything off. Oh, and so fortunately they were able to get that That burn going, and then they had to shut everything down. So, but at least now the crew knows that they're going to be going back around the moon, but when they come back around, they're going to be heading back towards Earth at the correct trajectory. Okay. So, but they still have to sort of do this slingshot around the moon. Uh. Oh, so anyway. Okay. So, all the while, Houston is working furiously to try to figure out their situation. They have a couple of different issues. One, they realize that if they do get another controlled burn, that they will be able to actually get back to Earth a full day sooner. And so they have to have them go back in, turn everything kind of back on, and then do this additional burn. And then they have to go back to the lunar module and... Kind of compare themselves to the sun to make sure that they're on the right track. Okay. And fortunately, they were. (laughs) So that kind of helped. And now they're coming back one day sooner. Wow. Okay. Instead of three days. So yay. At this point, now the crew is coming around the moon and now they've passed the moon and they're on their way home. But they have not slept now for two days.
0: Oh, wow. So
1: all of this sort of living in the lunar module, them going and doing burns and this and that, this has taken two days. And they are in a super cramped and super dark lunar module that is now the temperatures are really beginning to plummet. They're beginning to lose a lot of their life support. And they are beginning to like suffocate.
0: Oh my god! Because gosh.
1: they are breathing out more than the air is able to get filtered out and circulated through. Oh no! So unfortunately, <laughs> and I mean, I just feel like yes, of course, this happens. <laughs> so in the the carbon dioxide filter in the command module was round and then the carbon dioxide filters in the lunar module were square so they couldn't just go pop out the the filter from one to use over here there were two totally different sizes oh my gosh i like to think that they make all that standard you know and everything absolutely everything probably because of this houston had to figure out this is what they have on board And we need to figure out how to make that filter work in here. Otherwise, they're going to die before they ever make it back. And so they ended up, like, I guess they had some duct tape and they, so they ended up using their spacesuits and socks and duct tape and all these like different weird things, plastic bags, some hoses. And so they were able to modify that filter to get it to fit, you know, the. in the round hole or the round filter to fit in the square hole we whichever one they got it to work after this total shimming of all these crazy things together and so now they had more hours on their side my gosh so now they've got they're about 12 hours from earth and now they have to sort of get that command module back up and running okay and so they go in there And the list of things that they need to do, these poor astronauts, it took them two hours just to write it down. Oh my gosh! That they needed to go through, and so they go into the the command module, and everything is all wet, and they're like, "What the hell?" But because the temperatures had gone down so low, that Mm -hmm. is almost a lot of the command panels and things have like iced over, and then we're beginning. It was all oh. condensation. And Interesting. So now they're having to restart all this stuff and it's all wet. You oh. know, so they're bringing all these electrical components back to life and everything's all wet. But fortunately, there was no fatal shorting Now They were able to get the switches gone on and things just kind of came back to life. Oh, thank goodness. They did not have a whole lot of high hopes, but they managed it. So now, so the crew comes back into the main module and they look out and they see the actual damage that is done at this point they haven't seen what happened Uh and they see that a whole side of the spacecraft is like completely missing oh like it just blew off like exploded off into space this whole chunk of their spacecraft Okay. I and mean, the fact that they are even alive at this point and have right. now survived 2 days is just pure craziness. Seriously. So they ended up jettisoning the lunar module. They get into where they need to get so they can go down to Earth. And then at 107 on April 17th of 1970, they splashed down.
0: Yay!
1: So, on paper, they considered it a completely failed mission. They never made it to Mars or to Mars, good heavens. They (laughs) never made it to the moon and they survived by the slimmest of margins. But in a lot of ways, they actually consider it a success because so many people came together and used all this ingenuity to help these three guys survive worst situation ever like Mm -hmm. everything's just going wrong and everything's bad you have no oxygen you have only two people are supposed to be able to live here for 48 hours yet you got three people who are living for over 100 you know it's just pure insanity so here's what happened they did sort of a figure an autopsy of the spacecraft of what came back and so there was a tank that oxygen tank had actually been installed in Apollo 10, but they removed it to for some modifications. But in that process, they accidentally dropped it. And, oh. but they didn't really think that there was too much out of it. But apparently it knocked the tube or knocked it slightly out of shape, but they okay. didn't really think anything of it. And then the other thing that happened, and this is probably where I'm going to screw it all up, they changed the voltage of I, whatever contraption that like plugs into the oxygen, they changed it. So the original tank was supposed to be hooked up to 28 volts. But when they installed it into Apollo 13, they plugged it into 65 volts. And so oh. that and then this slight faulty tank from this drop that had happened, ended up making it so there was like a lot of bare wires inside the tank when they did their, that mixing, that sort of cryo stir. And so normally what they'll do is they, to like get rid of the extra oxygen in the tank when they want to clear it out, they burn it off. And so (laughs) normally it just burns off at 80 degrees Fahrenheit. No big okay. deal, right? But because there was that extra voltage going in and these bare wires, it went to over a thousand degrees Ooh. and burned off like all of the coating and everything that was supposed to protect it. And so when it burned off all the plastic coating of all the internal wiring, so when they did that cryo stir, it was the extra voltage. It's this wiring with no plastic coating, and this faulty tank all just sort of helped build to this explosion.
0: Wow. So, oh
1: my gosh. A long way of saying probably not correctly.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's what so these three guys really should, in fact, totally be dead. Like yeah. how they even made it back to Earth is beyond me. The movie's really good. Is Schindler's List probably better and more poignant? <laughs> yes. you got Your no, class probably made the right choice. But I
0: will, I'll have to watch it. But I, I, like I said, I knew the gist of it, but the detail was really, really kind of puts it really into perspective. So space is terrifying.
1: It is terrifying. terrifying. Oh my
0: God. It's beautiful, like, but you know,
1: there's, there's no saving you. I mean, it's right. like, that's it. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you don't have a backup.
0: No, and your math and science, like it all has to be perfect to get you back home, and it's just so crazy. Well, that's the thing.
1: It's like they were. I think there was some talk of like potentially like trying to turn them around. Yeah, but because of how the orbit works and the gravities and things, Mm -hmm. it was easier and faster to have them go around the moon and it sort of slingshot them back towards Earth, and that's like crazy to me. I can't even. Yeah. you gotta I, know a lot of physics. Then I I don't know. yeah.
0: It's all it's all crazy to me. So if you want to go to space, good on you. Good
1: yeah. on you. Perhaps perhaps not for me though.
0: No, I don't think <laughs> like for. honestly,
1: I'm amazed I even leave the house at all. <laughs> <laughs> everything is scary.
0: Uh no, but everything is worth, you know, experiencing and you learn something new each time, right? That's exactly right. And
1: I'm not going to be so mean and turn people away and tell them to get out right after dinner now.
0: Yeah, if you start getting a headache and you're like, maybe you should be like, stay for a little bit outside. Let's get some fresh air. (laughs) God. No, seriously, though, if you start getting sick, go outside and see if you feel better, honestly.
1: Yeah, well, and get a carbon monoxide. Alarm,
0: alarm! Yeah, for sure. Make sure you get that tested too. (laughs) Yeah, no. We have an old furnace, man. I get it. It's. You have any squirrels around making nests? Oh, I
1: have not seen squirrels here, like I have. You know, back in Oregon, they're everywhere.
0: Mm. So, oh man, good thing. Well, thanks for educating me, Michelle, with your story. (laughs) Did I? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I am more informed now.
1: Uh, well, I'm going to go start getting my turkey prepared. Unthawed. Yeah. For the big day. Yep. Yay. Uh, well, it's already
0: brined, uh,
1: so that's that. Oh. Done. So it's ready to go, except for it just needs to be thawed and then popped into the oven.
0: Beautiful. Well, Michelle, I am thankful for you and oh. doing this podcast with you, so...
1: Well, it's my pleasure, and I'm thankful for you, you, and what an amazing Uh, friend that you have been
0: uh, all these years. Oh, my gosh. Now, if only if I would fly out there and cut sugar for you.
1: If only. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Seriously. I
1: like imagine it. Oh, we'd have Uh, such a good time. And I reunited. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You're like, bitch, I'm not not, not happening.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You never know. Never say never. We'll see. We'll see
1: no you're gonna yeah. be a famous actress pretty soon oh i'll was... get all nervous having to like call you it's
0: like oh my god you <laughs> gonna remember me that's you so better funny. if only man that's the dream that's oh, the dream you're gonna oh. have to come to ohio to escape the paparazzi there we go you'll be my safe haven yes
1: <laughs> i will do what i can
0: right Uh, That'd be great. All right. Well, I hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving or, you know, is just thankful for everything in their lives. And yeah. Yes. Let
1: us flow some gratitude into this world that desperately needs it. Beautiful wording,
0: Michelle. (laughs) Uh, And then keep an eye out for that drink. We don't have a name yet, but it'll be there. Turkey blood. Turkey blood. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds awful. Uh, All right it is uh, nice we hope dark you... though yeah it is dark well especially because yeah. i took a picture by candlelight i wanted it to be like i don't know christmas like christmas dinner i mean like thanksgiving dinner see i just think about christmas my gosh <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> all right well uh we hope you enjoyed this podcast and this episode and we'll see you guys on the next time goodbye bye